Paychecks for Austin's police officers locked in with a vote, but still no long-term contract. Why an agreement is more important than ever. Some big thunderstorms expected here tomorrow night. We'll help you plan around them in first warning weather. A stunning scene in South Austin as a fire engulfs an apartment building overnight. How the Red Cross is now stepping in to help all those people suddenly without a home. But first, we start with a live look out at Dripping Springs, where the Take Our Border Back convoy is putting on a pep rally before the group splits off to travel to different parts of the border. Some live music there for you. They're holding this rally in the hopes of intensifying pressure on the federal government to secure the border. Now, right now, our crew out there says the rally has a feel kind of similar to a celebration, a community celebration. Lots of red, white, and blue music on the stage you saw and an audience of a few hundred people. Well, that group drove into town last night in Dripping Springs. This is a pit stop on their journey. Our crew has met people who have traveled all the way from Rhode Island, Virginia, and Florida. The organizer is calling the group God's Army. Without a border, we don't have a country. Uh, without, you know, securing uh, entry into our country, we don't know who's coming into our country. This is an organic move of God. You know, the Spirit moved on a whole group of people who said, you know what? Um, I, I believe the Lord is wanting us to go down to the border and pray. Now, parts of the group will head to Maverick County, Texas, near Eagle Pass, and others are going to the Arizona border. Some say they are merely going to pray at the border, while others want to see the situation for themselves firsthand. Meantime, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says that he is sending some state forces to the Texas border. And the goal is to help Texas fortify this border, help them strengthen the barricades, help them add barriers, help them add the wire that they need to so that we can stop this invasion once and for all. DeSantis says he is providing up to one battalion of Florida National Guard troops. That's about a thousand soldiers. He says Florida has provided direct law enforcement and military assistance to Texas since 2021. Going in-depth, Governor Abbott posted new numbers to social media yesterday detailing how many migrants have been sent out of Texas since the start of Operation Lone Star. Now, according to the governor, New York City has seen the most with well over 37,000 migrants sent there. Chicago is second with over 31,000 sent to the Windy City. Then comes Denver with over 16,000. Washington, D.C has seen over 12,000. And finally, the newly updated numbers show a little over 3,000 have been sent to Philadelphia. The city of Austin locked in pay and benefits for police for at least another year. The city council voted today in favor of a one-year resolution. Now, this comes instead of a long-term police contract. The city and the police union are still butting heads over that. KXAN public safety reporter Brianna Hollis is joining us live tonight from outside City Hall to break down this discussion. So, Brianna, firstly, Explain to us why police contracts matter to the general public. So contracts create stability for officers and help keep them wanting to work here in Austin, which right now is more important than ever because we're currently down about 320 officers. Contracts can also establish police oversight measures. The typical downtown hustle and bustle took place outside City Hall. Inside, a familiar discussion ensued. The police pay ordinance. In this meeting, the topic took the form of a resolution Mayor Kirk Watson proposed to use $4 million in taxpayer money from the general fund to secure pay and benefits for Austin police officers for one year. It also includes incentives in the form of officer bonuses for the Austin Police Association to reach a long-term agreement with the city. Those opposed want to see that money used elsewhere, like 
like for affordable housing or mental health services. Don't think that the city should be spending money that extra money that could go to other things just to incentivize them to come and bargain. Those in favor want the police department to feel supported and slow the current rate of officers leaving. They stand up for us. We need to stand up for them. The status of a long-term contract still hinges on disagreements over whether certain officer personnel files, which are currently confidential, can and should be made public. For now, APA President Michael Bullock is grateful for Thursday's vote. If we didn't have this measure in place, a lot of officers would lose money on this, and they're already looking at other departments. We're competing with the entire state right now for public safety resources. We would lose people. It also would hurt our recruiting abilities. Look forward to the opportunity that this creates for us to come back to the table and get to a long-term contract. All council members moved in favor of the resolution with the exception of two who abstained. Live from City Hall, Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Brianna, thank you very much. All right, let's give you a live look out at downtown Austin where the skies are kind of clear and the city's enjoying some comfortable 70 degree weather. Now, all this could change. These warm sunny days may not stick around for too much longer because we're getting a big change. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans is joining us now to sort of break it all down for us. During your late Friday night plans tomorrow, we could have some severe thunderstorms here locally. None of that yet on the maps. Notice clouds are a little bit more widespread today, but no rain, not even any light stuff falling right now. The clouds Clouds are a little lower in nature though. Some humidity is starting to creep back and one problem that I want to give you a heads up on right away here, fog develops overnight tonight. By midnight, light fog. By 8 a.m. tomorrow, widespread dense fog that may slow down your morning drive. Keep that in mind as you set the alarm clock and think about tomorrow morning uh, later on this evening. Coming up, we'll walk you through that stormy Friday night, including an updated severe weather threat area and what is most likely when where you live. Also your weekend forecast and what time the rain clears. David, thanks very much. 25 people displaced from their homes after a fire engulfed a South Austin apartment complex. 21 units burned overnight. Crews were called out to the fire at the Cannon South Apartments on William Cannon Drive near South Congress around 3.15 this morning. The Austin Fire Department says the fire started on a corner balcony. It quickly grew to two connected buildings. All residents were safely evacuated from multiple buildings. Only one person was hurt, suffering from smoke inhalation. Now the Red Cross responded at that scene this morning. They were giving out blankets and water and comfort kits to the over two dozen people now out of their homes. The organization also said anyone who is still in need of help after the fire should give them a call at 1-800-RED-CROSS to get that assistance. Well, it's tax season and today IRS investigators and U.S. attorneys came together in Austin to talk about their efforts to fight tax fraud and white collar crime in Texas. Officials highlighted cases from the last two years that resulted in convictions for filing false tax returns, wire fraud, romance scams, and tax support fraud. Tax crimes are not just financial offenses. They are breaches of the public trust and serious federal crimes. And the agencies also warned people to be careful when filing their taxes because there are scammers out there looking to take advantage of those looking for help with their paperwork. 
Today, Austin City Council approved a process to try and bring more affordable housing near the future Project Connect light rail line. Now, some of those potential code changes include adding a bonus program to incentivize mixed-use development along the project corridor, as well as modify downtown parking regulations near the future light rail system. Now, these possible code changes could apply to non-single-family properties near the light rail. Proponents of the possible changes said it would make mass transit even more accessible to a wider margin of residents. The ETOT overlay ensures that we're allowing the best and highest use for land parcels near our transit investments while keeping equity at the forefront. This means that we'll be upgrading our tax base, enhancing our built environment, and making it possible for more Austinites to live and work near transportation. Well, council members are saying higher density near the light rail will help make Project Connect more competitive in the eyes of the federal government. The light rail program is eyeing up to 50% of its capital costs being funded by the Federal Transit Administration. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more on the possible changes to come at KXAN.com. This is like uh, Christmas morning for coaches. A new dawn for some high school football teams with many schools being reclassified by the UIL. We'll examine the school district most impacted by the changes. And thousands of crystal clear alien-like fish found washed up on Texas beaches. Ooh. Researchers believe recent weather led to this rare mass stranding. And another streaming service cracking down on password sharing when you could soon find yourself locked out of Hulu. Well, your days of using someone else's Hulu account to binge watch your favorite shows are now numbered. Hulu is joining a growing list of streaming services cracking down on password sharing. Now, the streaming service is notifying customers they will not be able to share their accounts with people outside of their household. Hulu says the new terms took effect last week for new subscribers and will go into effect for existing subscribers on March 14th. The move follows similar actions taken by Netflix and Disney+. Plus. The recent freezing weather that we saw earlier this month brought some rare see-through fish to the shores of the Texas coast. Thousands of these tiny crystal clear fish have been seen on the sands of Padre Island near Corpus Christi. Texas A&M Corpus Christi researchers say the glass-like creatures are eels in their larval stage. Researchers first spotted them a couple of weeks ago and found thousands washing up along 60 miles of the beach. Researchers say this rare phenomenon could have been caused by a combination of the cold weather, water temperatures, and spawning season. Gas prices on the rise across the state where Texans are paying the most at the pump and what could be to blame for the jump in prices? Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday, all in the 70s this weekend, Austin. High temperatures today coming in so far at 73. We'll walk you through a stormy Friday night next. Well, there will be some new matchups in Central Texas next football season. Every two years, the University Interscholastic League goes through reclassification and realignment for the sports. Yes, and many schools in and around Austin will be moving around. Nabil Ramadna explains to us why this happens and how coaches are reacting. I know we're on the same page. It's out with the old and in with the new. I mean, we got College Station, AM Consolidated, Weiss, Layman. Next year, Anderson High School will be one of many schools changing districts and reclassifying from 6A to 5A. Yeah, I've been waiting for this since, you know, since the season ended just to know what's going on. This is like uh, Christmas morning for coaches. Reclassification is determining the conference placement based on enrollment. That happens every two years. 
Realignment for football, which what district you're in, happens every two years. We Jamie Harrison with the UIL says there are two factors they keep in mind, competitive equity and travel burdens on schools. So we're trying to balance the travel burden schools have for competing in a district, while at the same time trying to keep as close as possible the number of schools in a district. Enrollment changes each year. Some schools see more growth while others decline. Austin ISD schools were most impacted by the cutoffs between 5A and 4A schools, sending multiple schools down to a lower class. You know, our district came out to where we're seeing some uh, familiar foes as far as the guys in our district, bringing in some new people um, that had good seasons. Crockett remains in 5A, but they say goodbye to LBJ, who moved down a class. It's bittersweet. Schools going up or down one conference is very typical. We have that every alignment. For some, the moves are good. But not everyone is always pleased with where they end up. You're going to have half the room excited about what they got. The other half's not going to be real happy. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Going in depth, here's a look at how the schools are classified and their cutoffs. 6A schools have an enrollment of 2,275 students or more. 5A schools have between 1,315 to 2,274. 1A schools have fewer than 104 students enrolled. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, one year ago today on February 1st, Central Texas was in the grips of a paralyzing, crippling ice storm. So these 70 degree temperatures feel extra sweet today. A warm start to the month after a warm end to January earlier this week. Partly cloudy skies showing that some low level moisture is finally starting to increase. And that is a sign of what is to come. No rain imminent here in Central Texas. The whole state pretty much dry. But this big West Coast storm that we've been talking a lot about all week finally has a little southern piece which is intensifying and about to break off and head toward Texas projecting this forward now watch this piece of energy in the atmosphere not here yet tomorrow morning but a little over 24 hours away by late Friday night a big round of strong to severe storms rocking your neighborhood at times the severe storm threat late tomorrow has not changed much since yesterday most of us still in kind of a non alarming one out of five marginal risk What's new today is in our southernmost counties. I'm talking San Marcos, Luling, and that's about it. Well south of Austin, we have increased the threat now to a two out of five risk. So what are we most concerned about? Hail and wind damage, hail up to the size of a quarter, winds to 60 miles an hour. Those are the most likely threats, especially south of the Austin area. But notice all these things are kind of in the low threat category. None of them are going to be widespread or terribly likely for you. Unfortunately, there is a tornado threat, but that is quite low and really just confined to our southernmost counties, hence that higher risk down near San Marcos. Let's talk about when all this goes down. We've got a mix of clouds and sun as the sun sets in just about an hour from now. By tomorrow morning, that increasing low-level moisture leads to low clouds and widespread fog, which might slow you down as you're waking up. Tomorrow, it looks gray, but we don't have a lot of rain still during the daylight hours. Only a few isolated showers during bus stop pickup and evening commute time. It's after sunset, after 6.30 or 7 p.m. when all eyes are out to the west. 
that piece of atmospheric energy approaches with strong to severe storms developing and hail possibly forming in the hill country as early as 7:30 or 8. By 10 p.m., these storms may affect some of our late evening Friday plans in the Austin metro. And yes, some of these could be severe with hail and wind damage, the greatest concerns. These storms continue in the Austin area until 11, 1130. Eastern counties, you guys are under the gun with the potential of severe weather, maybe even a spin-up tornado in our southernmost counties through midnight or 1 a.m. After that initial round of storms, we do expect some nice sleeping weather overnight with more lightning, more heavy rain at times, but the overnight storms should be a little less intense. They're less likely to be damaging and severe. And we're still quite confident that by sunrise Saturday, the storms are out of here and that's it. Many of us enjoying about an inch of rain, some of us two to three inches overnight Friday night. Tonight's forecast, 56 with fog and increasing clouds, a warmer morning and a mild day with fog early and a few scattered showers later in the day. Most of the storms, again, don't come during the day. It's a 100% chance of storms overnight tomorrow night. After that, the weekend looks dry, 72 Saturday, gusty winds and a little cooler on Sunday. David, thanks very much. Well, gas prices are continuing to climb all across the Lone Star State, and that's because crude oil is just getting more expensive and there's high demand. According to AAA, the statewide average price is $2.87, up more than 20 cents in a month. Drivers in El Paso, well, they're paying the most at over $3 a gallon. Here in Austin, drivers are paying an average of $2.94 and Amarillo drivers are seeing the most wallet-friendly prices at the pump at $2.60 a gallon. Now, the most expensive gas prices here in Texas are still below the national average, which is around $3.15. Protests erupt across Europe with blocked roads, blaring horns, and blazing fires. The farmers' protest spreading across the continent. Cuomo tomorrow, East Palestine. One year later, the massive train derailment, the lingering concerns over health, homes, and the future. Cuomo tomorrow, 8, 7 central. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Tomorrow, Dan's all-star panel is at it again, tackling all things crime, breaking down the details from Alex Murdoch's retrial hearing, Jennifer Crumley's trial testimony, and the deepening mystery behind the deaths of three Kansas City Chiefs fans. That's tomorrow on Dan Abrams Live, starting at 9 Eastern. And to find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Flames and the blaring sound of tractor horns across Europe as farmers continue their protests against cheap food imports and tough environmental standards. The demonstrations started in France weeks ago and have now spread to Belgium, Portugal, Italy and Spain. Farmers drove their tractors into the Belgian capital today. They set cardboard boxes, tires and hay on fire in front of the European Union Parliament building. Farmers also threw eggs as they urged EU leaders to do more to help them. Over in France, the farmers blocked highways around Paris. The French government, though, has dropped its plans to reduce subsidies on agricultural diesel and has promised to do more when it comes to aid for farmers. And in Portugal, tractors roared down a highway as farmers made their way towards Spain to try and block that border. Portugal's government announced an emergency aid package yesterday to try and ease the disruptions.
The public transport system in Paris will provide more than 3,000 transportation agents with artificial intelligence-supported translation devices during this year's Summer Olympics. This will help thousands of visitors navigate through the capital. The Tradivia device can translate 16 different languages, including Mandarin, Arabic, and Korean, as the City of Lights gets ready to welcome people from all over the world during the games. Now, the service will also stick around long after the games, as Paris is the world's leading destination for international visitors. All right, well, it's all law and order tonight on KXAN with the original at 7, followed by SVU at 8, and then organized crime at 9 p.m. And then, of course, you can join us for KXAN News at 10. Join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here is where to find us.